and welcome back ladies and gentlemen to our second part of our 201st episode and we are going to get into a long awaited um experiment that of uh, for the show it's going to be our mount rushmore we are going to try to break down the top four in of our lifetime or in the history of wrestling the top four most notable names in wrestling if you listen to episode 200 we released the entire field of 64 bracket uh broken up into four different regions and now we are going to systematically go from 64 to four and if we're really feeling froggy we'll break down from four to two and two to one but for right now for the sake of this uh, part of the show, we are just going to do the opening round, the field of sixty-four to break yeah, it down to thirty-two people. Let's not do the whole people. thing, right? Wrestling's been pretty shitty the past few weeks, so we can we can stretch this out because <laughs> it's better to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. I've uh, that's a difference of opinion. We'll talk about it maybe next week. I've I've enjoyed wrestling uh, in this past couple weeks. I think it's fantastic. I mean, Viking Raiders are just my shit at the moment. They're my new favorite superhero. Viking Prophets. I can't even say with a straight face. <laughs> oh yeah, Viking Prophets. Sorry. They're my new favorite superhero, and I can't even say that with a straight face. I'm also a big fan of Tozawa and ninjas. Oh, it's great. Which is so I'm weird. A, I, I'm just waiting for people to say <laughs> yeah. it's a racial stereotype and gets taken off TV. You know, it has to ruin everything that's nice. I'm shocked it hasn't happened yeah, no, yet, honestly. I, you know what it is? Tozawa's just way too funny. Yeah. In the... <laughs> like, he, I don't know. Like, he, he's hysterical, and he doesn't have to say a thing. And he gets it. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. <laughs> yeah, he, he totally gets it. Uh, but be it as a mate. So let's get into it. So here's how it's going to go. I'm going to present the matchup. I'm also going to present the seed. And we are going to have a as quick as possible a discussion about it because we have to go through 32 of these matchups. Oh, God. And we're going to figure out who advances. It's a simple majority one. So two out of three uh, we'll get the person to advance, and I have to start making note of who advances, uh, which means I need my highlighter. I'll write it down. Uh, you want me to be the scribe? Sure, because I'm going to have to go and then actually update the bracket when we're done with this. Okay, so, uh, so it's like I said, simple majority wins. Uh, however, there is, uh, if you feel that somebody should definitely get in over another person regardless of what our decision is you have the power to veto the majority of the decision and push that person in to the next round but you can only use it once per round so choose wisely on this does everybody understand uh, it's yeah. way more organized than what i wanted to do I've never March madness before, so I don't know how it's supposed to work. So I'm just going along for the ride. Oh, it, it's fun. March Madness is one of my favorite things to do in sports every year. It's yeah, um, everyone. I know really. I'm gonna be it's, yeah, it's it's gonna be hard. I'm gonna be like totally out of it by the second round, but it's it's so much fun to do <laughs> and to watch all you're gonna, of those you're games. You're gonna bust your own bracket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love it. All right. So let's start. Let's start right now with uh, let's go over to a number one versus number sixteen matchup in the Will Tarachuk hey. uh, bracket, the Willie T, the Willie T region. Uh, and so our number one seed, Stone Cold Steve Austin, versus our number sixteen seed, Mister Perfect. All right, who's ready to vote? <laughs> yeah, I, I, Austin, all the way. Austin. I mean, I put Mister Perfect in there because you know I, I needed the sixteenth, and. Um, I liked I liked the theme I had of um, like the older wrestlers. I thought you guys went very modern. Now it's like all right, some of these old timers need to get in there who aren't gonna be there in the end, but deserve some recognition. 
Uh, Mr. Perfect, definitely one of them gone too soon. Um, due to injury and then his, his early demise. But, you know, a man who is literally the gimmick of Perfect. And he did everything perfectly. <laughs> it's crazy. The Perfect Plex. Yeah. He was the perfect mid-carder. And lit- literally. And uh, his vignettes. You ever hear about the rib he would do with his vignettes? No, so, like, it wasn't. During the practice, he would, like, with, like, the golf shot or the basketball shot, he would do everything first try. And, like, all right, let's start to shoot. And then he would allegedly, he would purposely mess up this to play a rib on all the production crew. Because, <laughs> like, during during practice, he <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> and then during when it came to actually, actually shoot, he couldn't do it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, so we got to give Mr. Perfect his credit. He is very synonymous with the Intercontinental Championship. 100%. And during its rise. Um, and he's he's one of those characters that you'll never forget. Ever. But you can't beat Stone Cold. No. And by the way, I had his beer the other weekend. It's unbelievable. I think I'm... What I think kind I, of I beer put, is I, it? It's an IPA. Ew. It's an IPA, but it's not it's it's not a strong IPA. It's a very pale ale style. I mean, I'm glad I don't oh, drink I do anymore like because ales. I don't have to drink IPAs anymore. <laughs> but I did I have had some non-alcoholic IPAs that were the worst thing in the world. Dude, I think I I put in That's interesting. I think I put on like, to order it. I was on I've been on back order for like a year. Where did you find it? It's uh, it went it went nationwide. You can find it in, in a store. There's a locator on his website. Oh, it's probably yeah, right by you. And you don't even know it. It probably is. That's kind of dumb. I live across the street from yeah. like a like a thrifty, like a beer distributor. So it's probably like within walking distance of me. How come we haven't gone over your house yet? Wow! If I knew this, I would have been over like yesterday. Years ago. Remember yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my god! All right, so Austin goes on. I think we can agree with that. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go further down the bracket. Number eight versus number nine, the first ever Intercontinental Champion Pat Patterson versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. Ooh. Mm. You know Pat Patterson, another one. This is this is still my bracket, right? All right, so Pat, yes, Pat is, Paris, sorry. another one, you know, a guy for the accolade. The only thing I know about Pat Patterson's career is that he's the first IC champion. That's really it. I don't know anything else he's done other than being an amazing agent and come up with the Royal Rumble. Um, but AJ's just one of my favorites of all time, so I, I got to vote AJ. I would have to agree. Yeah, it, it, I think AJ is going to be, like, withstand the test of time, but have more notable... Um, achievements, the Boner match alone. Like, put it this way, if we just did AJ's WWE run, I would still pick Pat Patterson. I mean, still pick AJ. <laughs> yeah, Pat Patterson is one of those people who's more known for his things that he did outside of the ring exactly. than it was inside of the ring. Yeah. Um, which, in in some ways, is a much bigger deal than whatever when what he ever did in the ring because he's influenced so much. Um, and he's he's a cre- he's a creative genius, you know. And you can you can attribute to some to some like athletes, like some athletes who make professional sports are decent athletes. They're not superstars. They're good role players, but they have a better mind for the game than anybody else. Yeah, which makes them better coaches. And that's what to me that's what Pat Patterson is. And and not, e- not even performer. that, not even that. Yeah. But um, 
we, we talked about in part one with the whole the culture shock shift and this the culture in general. You know, Pat Patterson did everything he did in a very rough time in the country, and he was gay, right? And like, and he had to keep it secret until 2014, I believe. Was it until 2014? I, no, I think no. It was it was publicly he just came out as gay, but I think in the industry everyone knew. Be- oh, because okay. like when I watch back the old Hall of Fame inductions, like people like people are making speeches, they are making jokes about Pat being gay and like his partner at the time. So oh, like in the I in the know. industry, oh, okay. I don't know when it was well known, but it became well known and everyone was just cool with it. So that's just that just speaks Which to, good to the hear. man Pat Patterson. That the fact that they had so much respect for him in a time where it was very difficult to be gay and it was just like another day at work. Yeah, you know, so and I and I think in this aspect, it's AJ Styles to this day. I haven't seen AJ put on a bad performance. Me neither. You know, and that's just a testament to how he is. Paul Heyman was right when he called him the Shawn Michaels of his generation. Oh, 100 percent. He just knows how to he just knows how to put on a show. No matter who the opponent is, he'll make you look like gold. His match against Jinder Mahal in England, when he won the WWE title, Cinder Mahal's best match. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Ever, because AJ did everything he needed to make Cinder Mahal look like a formidable champion, mm-hmm. which is what you want in your top star. So AJ Styles, I believe, goes on. I think we're all in agreement with that. Yep. All right, so let's move on to a very big old-school discussion. The number five seed, Rowdy Roddy Piper, versus the number 12 seed, Jake the Snake Roberts. He's at number 12? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh... Oh, this one's, this is actually really hard. Because, you know, Roddy, like one of the first major heels in the history of the business, right? But Jake... Yeah, but, but Jake... Jake was something completely brand new. He was a whole different type of heel. He was Devious, and he did it with a smile on his face, and he did it. He with didn't the, change his tone of voice. Exactly, there's such a cadence. And Jake the Snake was also a heavy influence on the Undertaker. Yes. Yeah. But Piper, dude, main it, event, it, main event of the first WrestleMania. Um, the most famous promo is Piper's Pit. Endless. Count endless and countless moments you can list off for days. It's tough. You guys keep keep just sway me. It, it, it's to me. It's it's really difficult because when you think of Piper, Piper's Piper's the Miz prototype. Like the Miz is Miz mm. is a modern day Piper. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. you know that. Yes, and look at if the you really think about the Miz, he had on Ronda as well. Yeah, Ronda doesn't get into the business if she doesn't fall in love with Piper. You know, it, it is it is very, very wild, the influence that Piper did, because in the ring, he's one of those people in wrestling at that time, he didn't need to get over in the ring as a heel because he was so good on the mic that the littlest things that he did in the ring were just got his character over that much more. From what I recall from Piper, he's very novice in the ring. Like what? What's name a name a quality Rowdy Roddy Piper match that you that you can rattle off the top of your head? You can't name one. Nope, got nothing. 
you know you you know you you know him for the answers and that's also a testament to his character he was so good but you don't even remember what he did in the ring that's how memorable he is yeah where is jake Jake, it's the ddt yeah jake jake revolutionized the ddt you know it was a devastating finisher he was uh he was he was a very giant total package um and jake has also jake has a wild story uh, obviously his recovery and you know the resurrection of jake the snake documentary was a huge deal and this one's really hard because jake has always really defended the business he's become an advocate for people um coming clean from substances because he was he was uh very generous to share his story publicly if you've never seen the jake the snake documentary oh my god uh, that was so independently good. done it is it is an eye-opening experience. It gives you a greater understanding and respect for Diamond Dallas Page, because uh, what what Dallas did was absolutely phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and probably really hard to do because it's not only what he did for Jake; it's also what he did for Scott Hall. Yeah. Be that as it may, you think of Roddy's Piper's influence. Piper's been defending wrestling to the masses for his entire life. Anybody that talked bad about wrestling, he lit them up. And he also was a cross. He was a he. He crossed into mainstream when he was like, "I came to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum." Yep, that's fucking movie. Um, I'm yeah. gonna go with Piper, and here's why. Um, no, you mentioned Jake's abuse issues and substance issues. I think that held him back from reaching his full potential, whereas Piper reached it and then some. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I oh my god, because I was gonna go JK, but you also made a good point. Because also when you think about it, do you know what Jake the Snake's theme song is? No. I don't. But when I hear bagpipes, I know exactly who I'm who I'm thinking about. You know, I uh, I was just trying to remember what Jake the Snake's theme music is. I'm like, nope, nope, that's Psycho Sid. I'm serious. That's what that I thought of it. No, but exactly like Sid. Yeah, it's this one's. Oh my god, this is hard. So hard because you you got to think about who didn't like. Here's the thing: Jake the Snake is the pure performer mm-hmm. through and through, all around. An incredibly gimmick, an incredibly smart, great mind for the business, uh, unselfish. Yeah, like you know, we hear a bad story of Jake the Snake like not wanting to do business. Um. Correct. And a tool that was underutilized afterwards. I think it's also because he was dealing with a lot of stuff. And now that he's better, he is able to be a little bit more in the limelight. And also, Jake's a massive man. Mm -hmm. He's fucking Like, remember when we met Jake in... uh, Yeah, remember when we we met Jake in uh, New Orleans at uh, WrestleCon? Yeah, he is a big boy. Uh, How tall is he? It's like 6'8". Oh, my God. Yeah, he's huge, um, but even then, he's very humble and generous of his time. Like when we when we when we asked him that thing for Dave, it wasn't even a question. I told him what was up. He didn't even say yes or no. He just started writing something on the photo, which was which is crazy. And I and I thank Jake Roberts every day for that because that's that was fucking awesome. Yeah. What a class act. Um, I'm st- I'm still know, on Piper. And it was. Yeah, oh my god. I'm I'm on the fence. Who do you have, Kate? I think Jake. 
Because I have a per- I just I prefer him. But they're both impactful. Mm-hmm. Like when I think yeah. wrestling and I think of like when I was a kid, I think more about Jake the Snake than I think about Roddy. That's just my personal childhood. So I have to go with Jake. Which is fine. Here here's the thing, and I and I'm thinking we're talking about global influence. Jake the Snake is the wrestler's pick. And Piper is the general fan pick. Yeah, that's a very that's a very and good I, way of putting it. Yeah. And and the way I'm looking about it, I'm looking at overall impact to the to the sport entertainment of wrestling, I'm gonna have to go with Piper. It's hard for me to say that, but I'm gonna have to go with Piper. I think it's the right call. Yeah. Yeah. So so Piper advances. It doesn't get any easier from here on out. Are you joking? Um, yeah, we do an edge or no, next. Not. Fuck me. No, no, it's actually the number four seed, Dusty Rhodes, versus the number 13 seed, the man with the softest hands in the world, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, it's Dusty. Baby, it's Dusty. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I love, I love, I love Ricky. Ricky did so many, Ricky Steamboat, excuse me. Uh, Ricky Steamboat did, did so many great things for this business, <laughs> but he, has a, he doesn't have a cup named after him, all right? He doesn't have, he doesn't have yeah. a tag team classic named after him. Yeah, I think with, with it's really interesting because you think about, oh, Dusty did more for NXC, which he was very good with character development, but Ricky the Dragon Steamboat has also taught in NXT as well. So they both have had a lot of influence. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, very humble person. Yeah. Very generous with his time. Um, like I said, softest hands in the business. It was unbelievable. <sighs> what a man. You know, be... Yeah, being in awe of like crap. I'm getting a picture with the freaking Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, also, at the same time, I'm getting a picture with Sting as well. Like that. Oh my god, access was mind blowing. Um, but I think it's it's dusty. You know what it is? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat has that match with 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 Savage WrestleMania three, which is an unbelievable match. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat even wrestled at WrestleMania twenty five and put on a show. Uh but look at polka dots. Polka dots. That was supposed to be a rib for Dusty Rhodes. Allegedly. They're supposed to make fun of him. Allegedly, yeah. And he made it a thing where other wrestlers use polka dots in their in their stick as a as a uh, dedication to Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. yeah, Ricky, I'll take some of your logic here too. Um, can you name me the, name me a famous feud Ricky Jab and Steamboat had famous match other than um, Savage? Flair. Yeah, Flair. I was gonna say Flair. Anything else? I uh that, that that's the only one that it's like Flair Savage. Not sorry, Steamboat Savage event, Steamboat Flair. Yeah. That which is outside of a guise of WWE. And then well, that still counts. Um, and then Dusty, you can name a million, and not stop. Uh, you know his whole feud with Ric Flair. You know Ric Flair is like the one said like uh, Dusty is one of his favorite people to work with. The Hard Times promo, like. Oh man! Dusty inspired inspired so many people in this business. Um, it has to be Dusty. No question. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah, Dusty is in. He's the father of NXT. And if I'm thinking about it, if Otis became more Dusty, he'd be in, he'd be unreal. Oh my god! Yeah. And now we're gonna now we're gonna get to really fun. Uh, the two the two participants in what was known as the greatest wrestling match ever, which was a good match, not great, but very memorable. Uh, number six seed Randy Orton versus number eleven Edge. 
This one's also really hard. Um, Orton's a total package, man. He's got it all. He's a bad baby face, but if, if you're going to build a wrestler from the ground up, motherfucker, it's Randy Orton. It's it's Oh, JBL's here I hear. It's 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 Randy Orton. <laughs> Such a JBL line. The guy the guy is just so fluid, great in the ring, great character, great presence. The one thing I will give Edge over Orton is that Edge was able to evolve his character. Edge went from the that, brood. The mm-hmm. return of Rated R this weekend was amazing. Right? He went Ooh. from the silent guy in the crowd to the brood to uh, the like the flippy shit with the tag team titles, the silly shit with Christian, to dating and marrying Vicky Guerrero, to the rated R superstar. <laughs> the guy can dating do it all. When I first got into wrestling, there was nobody on the world I hated more than Vicky Guerrero. But Edge was a very close number two. <laughs> <laughs> so and then cheated on Vicky with with Alicia, Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Fox. Um, I love Edge. Yep. I love Edge so much, but I'm guy. I gotta give it to Orton. Orton, like if if, if Edge me, never got hurt, it would be different. But yeah. Edge is gone mm-hmm. for nine years. I, I think that I think that's I think that's it for me too. I have to go with Orton as well. Edge was gone for nine years, and that was nothing against him. That's just you know the wrestling style that he that he did. And I think there's also something to be said about not having to change. It's, it's, you know, it's a different way of looking at the argument. Like, Edge was able to evolve, but Orton's character was so good, he, he didn't, have didn't to. really evolve. Yeah, he didn't have to. Exactly. You know? Um, and there's something to be said for that. Like, there, like we can talk about when we will get to it, like the many faces of Jericho or different faces of Foley, which is perfectly fine. Uh, but... You remember you remember the characters who were very stoked. You remember the John Cena. You remember the Hulk Hogan, even though John Cena didn't have that change, but that the character he is now is a pretty much a character that you're gonna remember him by. You remember the Undertaker. These guys didn't change the basis of their character, where as an edge, kind of changed what his character was throughout. Which he was good at all of it, but it wasn't really like, you know, that same consistency of this is the this the foundation and I'm just gonna build off it, where it was more of I'm going to completely revamp this yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Which there are there are skills to both. Uh, but in this case, I have to go with Orton. Yeah. Me too. I would agree. It's hard. Yeah. I, but I have to. It's very hard. It's the injury. Oh my god. Uh, That's all it is. It is the injury. The injury. The injury uh, takes away from his body of work. Uh, all right. So moving on. Number three seed Mick Foley versus everyone's favorite. Legendary pothead, Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam. Number 14 seed, Rob Van Dam. I love RVD. I threw him in there because I love him. <laughs> uh, not because he was going to move on. I <laughs> threw him in there because he is... I wanted I wanted at least one ECW guy in there. And the best creation of ECW yeah. is RVD. But, motherfucker, it's Mick Foley. All right? Like, after I finished showing Nash the first Hell in a Cell with uh, Shawn Michaels, I show him the one with help, Mick Foley and Undertaker. It's because he wanted to see someone get murdered. You can't get more murder than Mick Foley. <laughs> I mean, when true. someone tells you wrestling's fake, I throw on that match. I'm like, motherfucker, tell me this shit's fake. Well, fuck yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Mick Foley, dude. Endless, Foley. endless moments. Endless moments you can count from. Endless feuds. He put Triple H on the map. 
Like, so much. So much McFoley did for this business. He gave everything. He loves Marvity the business is, yeah. more than most. He knows more about the business than most. He knows how to evolve a character better than most. McFoley. Yeah, and RVD is sorry. RVD yeah. is a part who deserves recognition. RVD does deserve recognition, but Mick Foley Bless just him. transcended. Mick Foley might have also been my favorite manager. Like, he did everything really well. <laughs> favorite GM, dude. Like they Commissioner. Yeah, my G- favorite yeah. GM, too. They, they made him commissioner because he was too injured, because he had given his body up to wrestling. You know? And also think of rock and sock. Like... He, he was able to evolve from serious guy, like Mankind was a character. Then they pulled the mask off and he said, I'm Mick Foley. And he was able to evolve Mick Foley into something greater, which is really hard to do. It's like unmasking a luchador and then giving them a completely different image. Yeah. It's hard to get away from that. I mean, like, uh, I'm actually going to be recording more Rest Awards next week because I'm pretty much off of work. So I'll have time to actually sit down and do it. Um... And I'm in the heat. I'm, bo- I'm going to talk about the Boiler Room Brawl um, with Undertaker. Ooh, and good match. And I cannot put over that feud enough. Mick Foley is so good when he first comes in and so believable. It's, unbe- it's, it's fucking incredible. Oh, but JR interviews are wild. That's 97. I haven't even gotten anywhere close to there yet. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Again, so Mick Foley goes in. Next, this is a classic old school one here. As we're almost done with your with your region, Will, on oh uh, opening round. Hot in here. Bruno San Martino, number seven, which some people will be aghast by, versus the number 10 seed, Gorilla Monsoon. Ooh. Ooh. I'm telling you right now, Bru- I'm telling you right now, Bruno's going far in this. I'm going with Bruno. I love Gorilla Monsoon, great announcer, and I, I and unfortunately I was not around at all to get any very any good Gorilla Monsoon wrestling footage because Gorilla was very old even when I was growing up. So a lot of his stuff, excuse me, is very dated. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on Bruno. Bruno was a giant staple, the longest reigning ch- world champion of like ever. He held the champion for like freaking like four years. Um, he's the reason WWE is pretty much is as Madison Square Garden is the home of WWE. Uh, his story is unbelievable. If you ever listen, if you ever watch the Bruno San Martino documentary, I just think he's a more overall iconic feature. He was he's what a lot of Italian Amer- a lot of New York Italian Americans still hold on to. Yeah. Like Bruno's mm-hmm. a thing, um, and so I'm gonna go with Bruno. I would also agree and go with Bruno. I really, I really want to go with Gorilla Monsoon, and I thought about using the veto. Not gonna lie, I, I, I love Gorilla Monsoon. I can't think of many more people who are more respected in the business than Gorilla Monsoon. But that's that's yeah. a disservice to Bruno San Martino. Um, I threw him in there because he's one of the best. He deserves to go on as one of the best. So Bruno. All right. Yeah. All right. So final one in your region, Will. Uh, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, versus uh, the girl you would never bring home to mom, Lita. Oh. Number two versus number 15. We have an upset here. Sorry, Rick. I love them titties. Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, no, I'm fucking kidding. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, was, I was like, are you serious? No, I'm not serious. We're about it's fucking to get Ric into Flair, a fight. Dude. 
Dude, I put in, I, I'm not gonna lie, I put, I put in Lita because you had women, I had to put at least one woman in there, and and fucking, uh, what's her name was taken. So, I had to go with, I had, Trish was taken, I had to go with Lita. So, yeah, it's, it's Ric Flair. I mean, <laughs> Lita's fine, but I, I was running out of names to think of. I'm dying. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's Ric Flair. It's odd. the man's still doing it. Next. The man. Yeah. The man got dragged last year on national television on his 70th birthday. That's the, <laughs> like, that's dedication. Dragged by another human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to get an angle over. Yeah, Batista. Unreal. Angle. Of all things. <laughs> yeah. Talk about loving the business. Yeah, he gave up his 70th birthday for this. Yeah. You only it's, turned it's, 70 it's flat. once. Yes, Kate, you only turned any age once. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of Will's bracket. Let's go on to the Dusty Dave region of the bracket. Uh, and let, let's let's kick it off. Uh, the number one seed, HBK, versus the number 16 seed, The Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, which is a harder, which is a harder comparison than you Not think. Not for me. Fuck the warrior. I think he sucks. <laughs> I would agree. He's only held in such high regard because he died. I'll say it. Yeah, he, you could also argue he was the most over character of the eighties because he was so gosh darn outlandish. Yeah, he was one of them for sure. I mean, don't don't get don't get me wrong. Yeah. Warrior has his place in history. But you're talking about in the business. It's not like a more disliked person than the warrior. Hard to work with, stiff in the ring. Not really a great guy. But, you know. Limited moveset. Limited moveset. He was on the way to redeeming himself when he came back in 2014. And passed away. And then he tragically died. And WWE was just like, well, I guess we're going to honor him. Because it's good for business. But. Yeah, he, he had made amends. He had that killer promo. And then. Next thing you know, he was gone. Yeah. But I, I just don't like the Ultimate Warrior. I think he is incredibly overrated. I actually tend to agree with that because he just, his performances, he was very Goldberg-like. His performances were very short. But it was like, he's he, he has like a Goldberg set with a Sandman entrance. Will, oh, great- breaking news. <laughs> Aces and eights are getting back it. together. Yes. Oh my Excuse God. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I just Impact tonight. I understand reality, but Dude, I don't know. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me this. Okay. Kate, you're in timeout again. Wow. What the fuck? Impact is really trying these days. Uh, well, let's move. So, Kate, do you have HBK? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Heartbreak Kid moves on. Um, so let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, well, number eight seed, it is the Big Show versus the number nine seed, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oof. That's hard. This is this is harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot harder. Look at think of the Big Show's act like Big Show is, I think, the only person in the history of wrestling, could correct me if I'm wrong, to win the WWE Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, also known as the WCW title, and the ECW World title. Did he win a WWE title? the only guys in history to pull that off. Is that true? What's up? When did he win a WWE title? Uh, It was... Uh, he, he he did win the title. I forgot. It was around the time he was feuding with, like, Taker and Kane when, like, the big men were all just getting the title. 
But Big Show, it was it was like late attitude, early like ruthless aggression, I believe. But he did win the WWE Championship. He won the WCW famously by beating Hulk Hogan yeah, on his, his first, first match, match in WCW. Off a building, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that was the same night. I forgot, but yeah. So he's one of the only people to win all of those three major world championships. Ugh, I need a shower. I am sweating Bobby. so hard in this chair. But you also have Bobby the Brain Heenan, who's one of the greatest managers, greatest announcers of all time. I'm going Brain. Fuck it. I love Bobby the Brain. Yeah, yeah. Brain has some of the best calls. Him and Gorilla are great. I, I'm, for argument purposes, I know I'm probably going to be voted out here by UK, but I'm going with Show. Show deserves his recognition. We keep on everybody jokes about Show for just you know just being a turncoat and just turning every time he's on TV <laughs> <laughs> but, and crying. But he and crying, I, <laughs> crying I a lot. I love Big Show, but I would agree with Will. You're right. Vona Big Show off the island. Sorry. I will not oppose that. So let's move on. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> sorry. I forgot this matchup was here. Oh, the man. number five seed, Ray Mysterio Jr. versus the number 12 seed, Kenny Omega. Fuck Kenny. He's done enough. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dave. Not really, but fuck Kenny Omega, dude. It's Ray Mysterio. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree. Rey Mysterio just has a bigger impact. And I think a testament to that is that Rey Mysterio, and I Hulk, uh, ironically, I you're going to hate that I say this, but Hulk Hogan mentioned it too um, when Kenny Omega was in limbo, whether he was going to you know eventually do AEW or come to WWE. Hulk Hogan's like, yeah, you can be a big star everywhere in wrestling, but it is a staunch difference when you go to WWE and make a name for yourself. Yeah. Perfect example, AJ Styles. Let me ask you a question. What Hall of Fame is Kenny Omega going to belong to? There is another Hall of Fame that's not well talked about, um, but it's not as big as the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, is, like, is it just a, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame? Something like that. I thought that, that was like, like Japan actual wrestling. No, Jake the Snake got inducted into it. I forgot what it was called. It's in the documentary. Okay. You say so. Yeah. Yeah, Ray. But I, I think it's Ray. Yeah, obviously it's Ray. Yeah. What the do most, you mean? The most successful superstars are able to cross over into WWE and still make a name for yeah, themselves. Dude, and I, Kenny I Omega say, has never been able to do I that. I would say strictly WCW run, <laughs> including when his mask was off, is still better than Kenny Omega. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you you just heard all the marks. Yeah, well, Ooh, I, and I don't, well, I don't. That's, di- that's my gimmick. I don't dislike Kenny Omega. He's a great wrestler, but Rey Mysterio changed the game that much. Watch his he match did. with with uh with Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc 1997. Eddie. Unbelievable. Right, like watch watch his matches with Dean Malenko. Watch his match with Hubertude Guerrera. Watch his just watch his, his fucking ECW matches. Run. His ECW one for a brief time. The guy was. A game changer. He was doing things we've never seen before. And we'll never see again. That's not true. But you know. Yeah. I will well, say, though, who knows? Maybe if we do another Matt Rushmore in 10 years, maybe Kenny will last longer. It's just not his time yet. He doesn't. It's not exactly fair for him to go against Rey Mysterio because he has not enough time. 
That's not his fault. So that's why he's the number 12 seed. Yeah. Bye, Kenny. You know. Oh, wow. I forgot I did this one, too. Okay. The number four. Here's the next one. So, Raymond Sierra goes on. Number four seed, Vince McMahon. Uh-oh. Versus the number, versus the number 13 seed, Trish Stratus. <laughs> Kate, you have some feelings on this. What the? F- My brain just broke. <laughs> How do you pick one of the greatest women wrestlers who ever lived against the father of WWE? That's it's fucking easy. hard. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. I think King. I have to pick Vince. I have to, and I don't want to, but I can't deny it. Ugh. It's hard. Because I want, I want Trish to move on. I Me don't. too. And I want the rep- <laughs> and I want the representation, but she just got a, a bad slot in in this thing. And Trish is Trish is the inspiration for a lot of modern day wrestlers, and she was one of the, she was probably the first one of the she's the most successful female crossover talent that went from eye candy to wrestler because she was a she was a very good wrestler at the end of her run, and she was able to transform herself in that aspect. From becoming just another, you know, good, uh, unbelievably attractive woman to this day. Yeah, she's better as a brunette. You know. I'll say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's her natural color, I believe. Um, to being eye candy, to being an in, to being a respected in ring performer, which is hard to do for for a lot of people. And like I said, she became the prototype of the modern day wrestling woman. You know, glitz and glam, but can also kick your ass as well. However, Vince McMahon is the ultimate winner. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate riverboat gambler, the ultimate the ultimate success story in wrestling and 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 and, and larger, you know, and he it's got to be Vince for all the shit that people say about Vince. Vince is the is the is the pinnacle of of the wrestling industry. Whether you like him or not, that's just a fact. He changed wrestling and made it sports entertainment and brought it worldwide and global and publicly traded to the point where it's a billion dollar company. One company in professional wrestling is worth a billion dollars. You would say that in the 80s, people would think you're out of your mind. It's got to be Vince. I couldn't imagine being like growing up when wrestling was not what it is now couldn't imagine yeah and it had to start someone had to make that that bold decision to 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 change it up and vince is that vince is that guy he's a riverboat gambler (laughs) he risked everything so vince could even uh, so trish could even think about joining the business (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 vince it is vince for all the shit that he's done like making trish bark like a dog um which is another thing which i'm surprised we didn't even talk about on the first part of this Man, show. Man, I'm surprised no one's called out um, Vince for being sexually abusing people. Yeah. As well, but, you know, it's... God help the person who eventually he, does. Yeah. Um, and so, it's just... Vince has just... One man single-handedly changed everything, and, and it's Vince. So, Vince moves on. I don't know how far he's going to move, but he moves on. So, let's get into 
let's go let's go down forever in this bracket as we're going to try to maybe speed along more well i can't tell you how how much argument we're going to get into number six seed brock lesnar versus the number 11 seed from new japan the ace tanahashi kate you're going to know kate you and i are going to know but more about tanahashi than willis because yep. will's probably going to go brock Not a goddamn idea um, <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you one Tanahashi match. I couldn't tell you if it was now or a year Tanaha- ago, ten years ago. Couldn't tell you. Tana- Tanahashi is the ace because he's won the more he's won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship more times than anybody else. Wow, that's, that's impressive. That's that's yeah. rather yeah. impressive. <laughs> hence, hence he got the ace. Obviously Okada being the longest reigning, but I believe Tanahashi's won it the most times, and Tanahashi has a plethora of titles. Tanahashi happens to be my favorite wrestler. In New Japan, I love his style. I think he's fantastic. However, it's Brock Lesnar. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, no question. <laughs> Brock Lesnar has had more of an impact commercially and globally. And Brock also went to New Japan and won the IWGP. And by the way, never lost it. Yeah, his tummy did. Yeah. Well, no, he left, and he just you know Brock Brock went and did Brock things. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, so yeah, it's Brock. So let's move on. Oh crap, we did. We really did the women bad in this one. Um, <laughs> the number three seed on the number three seed Andre was giant versus the number fourteen seed Sasha Banks. <laughs> Next. Yeah, Andre. It's it's Andre. I love you, Sasha. It's great. Sasha's coming into your well, own. We know who's standing like, <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um. So yeah, Sasha just it's it's doing Sasha a disservice to just to go up against Andre. But it is what it is. That's, That's why we have these seating. Sucks to suck. So, yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Number seven seed, the icon known as Sting versus the number ten seed, Kevin Nash. Next. <laughs> so wait, who are you going oh, with? You going, going with Sting? Hundred percent. Dude, Sting Flair. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I want Sting Flair to be matched up in this tournament. Is that even possible? <laughs> Is that what you go? Um, no, it's not because they're, they're in different, different regions. Ah, fuck me. Yeah, it's Sting, dude. Yeah. I mean, I I even don't I even forget that Sting was been around since like '89. Like he won the he's won his first world title in like 1990. Um, yeah, he's he's an old he's man. He's been around a long time. Like his TNA run, even um, his brief WWE run, he's done it all everywhere. Um, he called the icon for a reason. Like he single handed, well not single handedly, but he kept TNA afloat and was loyal through all the bullshit for years. Um, like same thing with WCW. Yeah, and he's you know what I love about Sting, he's loyal. And yeah. to me, that is one of the top qualities you can have as a human being. If you are loyal through thick and thin, you deserve recognition and you deserve and you deserve success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Nash, great career, great Kevin big Nash, man, shitty champion. <laughs> horrible booker, and he was the longest reigning champion of the 90s in wrestling. Wow. Which is wild to think about. Kevin Nash also, Kevin Nash was booking decision is the, re- is the reason that Goldberg's streak didn't last as long, and also is the reason that his streak ended with a taser. Yeah, that, that um, happened. Kevin Nash is one of those people, yeah, Kevin Nash is one of those people is that he has these funny ideas and then takes it too far and books the idea because he thinks it's funny. And the taser thing is one of those things. Like it's 
comical. It's something we would say on the podcast that the streak was like, well, you can only taser Goldberg to beat him. And Kevin Nash is like, well, wait, what if we actually tasered him on pay-per-view and ruined everything? Good idea, pal. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's let's try it. And no, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. Uh, yeah, it was Sting. Even though Sting was getting, you know, hosed in, in WCW, especially when bringing in Hogan and Savage and them, he stayed the course. Yeah. Kevin Nash has his and, place in wrestling history. Yeah. <laughs> Just not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sting goes. All right, last one in Dave's region of the bracket on the opening round. The great one, The Rock, the number two seed versus the number 15 seed, Jerry the King Lawler. Next. You know, if, if we were doing a Southern style Mount Rushmore, it would be Jerry the King Lawler. But... You know, it's funny because Jerry the King Lawler is more famous for being an announcer than he is actually being a wrestler in most parts of the world. But also, yeah. But remember his uh, his crossover feud with, uh, what was it? All of ECW. Uh, was it? An- <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm oh, talking Andy about in the, uh, in the 70s, 80s. Andy Kaufman, yeah. That got huge news. That was big crossover. Don't get me wrong. Jerry the King Lawler is an incredible star in the business. And has done a lot. He is very underrated as an impact, as impact goes. And an argument could be made that The Rock hasn't been in the business long enough and he left and he doesn't necessarily, you can make the argument he doesn't necessarily care enough. But that doesn't, argument doesn't hold enough weight against Jerry the King Lawler. I agree. I love King. The rock. But it's it's the yeah. fucking rock, dude. Come on now. Yeah, it has to be the rock. Mm-hmm. He just his his time his time in wrestling was more impactful than I think Jerry's. Oh, for sure. I mean, as a little kid, I spent my time trying to raise my eyebrow. I wasn't trying to be the king. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, so that ends Dave's side. Let's go over to the other side of the bracket and the King Ricky Rosé region, a great region, if I may say so myself. Yeah, fuck you. We're going to start with the number... <laughs> We're going to go with the number one seed, the dead man, the Undertaker, versus Mr. NXT, the number 16 seed, Johnny Gargano. Easily, it's Taker. Gargano's story isn't done yet. He's building a great... A great case to move up in in seating years down the road, but you can't beat Taker, especially after that documentary. I have to watch the last part. I haven't done it yet. Uh, oh my god! I oh, it's stopped. oh, it's intense. It's intense. Uh, but yeah, it's Taker. anybody anybody oppose that one? No. I think can anybody I, that opposes it should be put in timeout. Can I use Can I use uh, <laughs> your veto for you? Because I didn't get to use mine. What do you? <laughs> you haven't used yours yet. We're oh, still not out I thought you were going to go for our own brackets. Oh, okay. Word. No, I'm not using my. No, no. It's for the entire, entire round. round. Oh, word. I'm not using the veto. Fuck that shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so moving on, this is going to be a very, very intense one. Battle of two of the greatest managers and minds of all time. The number eight seed Eric Bischoff versus the number nine seed Paul Heyman. Ah, fuck you. Uh, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and fuck your seeding. Who's the higher seed? It's a battle of eight and nine, but Bischoff is number eight and Paul Heyman's number nine. Dude, this is also WCW versus ECW. Oh, man. I pick Paul oh, Heyman. Oh, man. I'm also picking Paul Heyman. 
but that's not an easy decision by no. any stretch of the imagination. Bischoff, dude, that's hard because Bischoff. I might have to go Bischoff. I, I like if you think about this, this is this is the Bischoff, this is the pro Bischoff uh, argument that I'm going to say right here. Bischoff was like the highest grossing television executive in in regards of numbers at a period of time in television. Like he made more money for Turner than any other thing that Turner was doing in that time period. And that that's huge. Like cr- creatively at the time he just had at that time he just had a uh a, a good a good uh idea of the pulse of culture and he capitalized on it yeah uh it's like bischoff is really great for tv he's a great tv executive he knows business but he doesn't eat sleep and breathe wrestling like paul Heyman does Heyman knows wrestling and right and but bischoff had such an impact on the business and is the reason for so many different things it's this is incredibly difficult selfishly I want to go with Heyman but for the sake of the tournament I think it's a disservice for Eric Bischoff not to move on Ricky who are you, who are you yeah, going I'm with? I'm going to go Heyman going here with Heyman? Kate who are you going with? Heyman no question I'll go with, okay I'll say Bischoff then alright Heyman goes on uh, oh, this is going to be very, very interesting. The number oh, five Christ seed, too. Uh, number five seed Kurt Angle versus the number twelve seed Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Next. Wow. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, Angle, Angle. Only for the milk segment. <laughs> Just a sexy Kurt. <laughs> Make your ankle hurt. Again, uh, Charlotte is not done. Kurt Angle has done it all. You know, again, another man loyal to TNA. Like, mm-hmm. his, his run in TNA was longer than WWE. Let that sink in. Champion everywhere yeah. he goes. Well, a real, he, he also legitimized the sport in many aspects. One of the people to do that, yes. I'll make your ankle Kate, hurt. Kate, who do you got? I also go with Kurt Angle. Charlotte Flair, I think, will um, be a suitable Mount Rushmore head once she beats her dad's record. But not yet. Mm. Not yet. But currently, right now, she's become so good that she's even more popular than her dad at the moment. Like she said, I'm no longer Ric Flair's daughter. Ric Flair is my father. That was an excellent promo. Type there. Yeah. Um... And she and her her impact globally. And here's here's my thing: uh, Kurt Angle, as great as he was, he gets lost in the sauce because he was around such a crazy time in wrestling. That's true. Where Kurt Angle main event at WrestleMania 21 as the opening match with Shawn Michaels. You know that that's how that's how good he was, um, and great. And Charlotte kind of stands alone, and Charlotte's impact. Uh, being a female face, being a very successful female face, um, has already made waves in 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 the wrestling world, and she continues to do so. And 
I hate this. I hate, I'm not going to hate that I do this because I think this has to be done. Um, I'm going to veto this and I'm putting Charlotte in over Kurt. You're a real piece of shit. You know that? Wow. <laughs> I'm putting Charlotte in. I think, yeah. Is this, I, I feel is this a fuck you to Slack or is this real? No, but no, this isn't a fuck you to Slack. I forgot that Charlotte, uh, that Slack hates Charlotte. I think he's probably like excited she's out. Well, if you look about if you look about brackets, twelve and five seeds really are really are toss ups in in in, in the real world. When you look at the NCAA tournament, and this is just going to be one of those other another upset. So my veto is done for this round. Charlotte is going in over Kurt. I'm going to remember that. Moving along. <laughs> this okay, is about to get fucking petty, isn't it? <laughs> that's how most tournaments go. Oh god. Um. So here we go. The next matchup is Will's favorite wrestler of all time, Bret Hart, <laughs> versus the number four seed, Bret Hart, versus the number 13 seed, The Miz. Oh, I want to veto so bad. I want to veto <laughs> so fucking bad right now. You, you have, you're going to have to make a great argument to make me not boot fucking Bret fucking Hart out of this tournament. It, it's hard because I, you know, I want to go Bret. Ah, uh, but Brett Brett's such a polarizing character, especially outside of the such ring. A dick, dude, he's such a dick. <laughs> yeah, and also like WCW ruined his run. Yeah, like it it was really bad. So you only have a WWE thing, um, and you still have and the Miz obviously still has a WWE thing, but oh, Bret Hart's so much better in the ring, and he carried that championship like a champion. Yeah, I am gonna have to go with Brett. <sighs> Me too. Yeah. I'll get him next round. Don't worry. <laughs> Bret Hart moves on. Uh, number six seed, Eddie Guerrero versus the number 11 seed, the Rainmaker, Kazuska Okada. One more time. What is it? It's Okada versus Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, number six. Okada be number 11 seed. This is an argument worth having. I'm not going to write off Okada just yet. Um, I'm not even because Okada's fantastic yeah. in the ring. O- Okada is he's one of, he's one of the best in the world, hands down. He's one of the best ever. Um, Absolutely. I haven't seen much of his matches, but the way everybody talks about him, he right now he's one of the most respected people in the business um, for his for his work, and that that needs that needs to be said. It needs to be commended. But Eddie Guerrero, Whew. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. It's Eddie Guerrero. People are still using his moves. Right? It's a, the three, three amigos has become a legacy move. Again, cut too soon. You could that argument's also very valid. His his career was cut too soon. Um Yeah. But I think he did I think he made enough of an impact. I'm going to go Eddie. Oh yeah. I'm going to go Eddie too, especially cuz Eddie also did really well in New Japan. Third did. Yes. I don't feel right not picking Eddie. At least in this round, anyway. Understand, but like I said, there is something to be made for Okada, even though I do rag on Okada for having a clothesline as a finisher. <laughs> yeah, I think it, screw that. <laughs> if it were a different round, Okada would have probably advanced, but again. Or a different matchup, yeah. Yeah. Here's where things get real juicy. Oh. It's not going to be real juicy, but it's going to be really interesting. Uh, Hulk Hogan, the number three seed, versus the number 14 seed, Miss Elizabeth. 
Hogan? <laughs> it's because it's fuck. It's Hulk Hogan, dude. It's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it is Hogan, but it, I don't. You, you do need to. I don't want you to, to talk but about you Miss have Elizabeth to. becoming. Yeah, Miss Elizabeth was that that she was the perfect woman manager. She had the look. You know, you can say now looking back at it, she was a little bit more subservient too much, but it got over. That was the time. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Miss Elizabeth isn't even in the Hall of Fame, but that's sinking. Which is a shame. God, I uh, hate which is, wrestling. There's a lot of people aren't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it, it's got to be Hogan. Hogan was just a force. He was the Hogan was right place, right time. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, <laughs> here's the number one. Uh, the numbers, we're moving along. Number seven seed, Bill Goldberg versus the number 10 seed, the head of AEW, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You serious right now? Why did you pick Cody Rhodes? <laughs> no, Cody Rhodes is on the list. Like, it wasn't like oh, when we right. put this that's stuff right. together. That's right, that's right. I forgot about that. This, we had to, we had to put Val- Cody in this there. This was the Valkyrie pick. That is so, yeah. so dumb. You guys are so dumb. <laughs> yeah, we 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 had to put Cody in here. And it's no no knock to Cody, but I'll knock, Cody also I'll needs to learn Cody. how to be an executive. Cody right now, all right? He hasn't deserved to be anywhere near this list. Um, okay, bye, Cody. Next. Cody's, Cody's great. I like Cody. I hate his blonde hair and his stupid neck tattoo. Most people do. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Cody's pretty tight. I like Cody. I can fuck with Cody. As a man, the promoter, doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. Bill Goldberg, again, was just an unprecedented force. Like, his streak was so legendary, you forgot that he only did, like, two moves. <laughs> like, looking back at it, all those matches were, like, two minutes. But it was, growing up in that time, it was unbelievable what he was doing. Like, I remember when he jackhammered the giant, a.k.a. the Big Show at the time and he held him in the air which was like I, I remember that being like one of the biggest moments in the history of Nitro it's like ow <laughs> everything about this hurts <laughs> yeah so it, it, it's it's Goldberg he's he trends he was also he was a, he's a you know a 90s cultural icon 90s and 2000s cultural icon that's how big Goldberg was uh, but moving along, so the end of my end of my region, the number two seed Triple H versus the number fifteen seed Kofi Kingston right, uh, from Jamaica, but really from Ghana. Oh, this isn't fair. It's not fair to Kofi. Mm-hmm. It is going to be. It's going. It's going to be trips. Yeah. But Kofi does deserve to be in there. Um, as winning, I think he's won over like forty titles total. In, in this WWE run? Yeah, you hear Cody's accolades, you're like, really? Really? Cody, him? Cody, well, yeah, Cody's right. won, he's won like, the most tag titles. Yeah. I think he's won the most tag titles out of anybody. He's a Grand Slam, I believe, as well. Oh, yeah, most definitely. He's won the US, be... IC, Tag, and World. Yeah, so he is a, he is a certifiable Grand Slam. And he had... He had a match at WrestleMania with something that Triple H really doesn't have besides End of an Era. But he has a match at WrestleMania that will be talked about for years. Not because of the theatrics, but for the wrestling in it. Oh, man, did you see Triple H and Booker T? Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, Kofi Kofi literally stole WrestleMania 35. Oh yeah, from from Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, but it you know you can't beat Triple H. Triple H revamped NXT and made it one of the best overall wrestling products in the world right now. That alone makes him, and plus you know what, fourteen time world champion. It's it's got to be trips. Most any who oppose? No, absolutely not. No, not at all. Yeah. All right, so moving along to the HBIC. This is Kate's region. Oh, I can't wait for this one... train wreck. Yeah. Oh yeah, I set you up for I set you up for demise, Kate. Oh, no. Um, the number one. Well, yeah, CM Punk versus Jeff seat... Hardy in the first round, right? No, nope, that's not it actually. But wow. it's a number one seed, John Cena versus number sixteen, Will Ospreay. Cena, bye, bye. We're n- I wanted Osprey out after this weekend, but that didn't happen. You know, I'm gonna go Will Osprey. <laughs> you can't say with a straight face. No, I can't. I don't even know who Will Ospreay is. Who do you tell me he looks like? Yes, so if, what do you, yes I, you do. If I walked into a the, bus and Will Ospreay was on there, I wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> He's the blonde British hot flippy man who I used to consider a daddy, but no longer because he's a blackballing piece of shit. His gr- he had the legendary match with Ricochet that everybody talked about <laughs> that Vader got mad at. Oh. I His girlfriend's that. on AEW. Yeah. Bia Priest. Was it, is it Bia on AEW? Yeah, Bia's on AEW. Yeah. That's Will Ospreay. But it's it's John Cena. Yeah. All right, so... God. It's one of the greatest phone pranks ever, if you've ever oh listened to God, it. Oh, my God, they're the right, best. Move along, folks. Yeah. Moving along, the eight versus the number nine seed. Number eight seed, Becky Lynch versus number nine seed, Daniel Bryan. Ooh. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Daniel Bryan, which is the match that I would actually love to see. Me too. Modern day. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's, it's, oh, this... it's Mr. Bryan on this one. Danielson. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go Becky. Becky has had a hell of an impact. I, I, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Becky is incredible. But Daniel Bryan had his whole ROH run too. True, but at any time in his career was Daniel Bryan the top merch getter in all of WWE. Okay. Becky Lynch was the top. Becky Lynch beat out Cena and New Day as the top overall merch getter, which is a huge deal because WWE does do a lot of metrics going by who sells the most shit. Becky also has a Barbie doll. Uh, mm-hmm. Becky also began to change the way we looked at gender by calling herself the man, which really, um, which really started to start that conversation. Daniel Bryan. To his credit and his discredit, always wanted to be known just as a wrestler. And I think in the sport of wrestling, yeah, that's great. But in pro wrestling and sports entertainment, you kind of have to be more than just a wrestler. I'm not saying Daniel Bryan isn't entertaining because he is. He had that time with Kane, which was fucking hysterical. And Team Hell No and Dr. Shelby and all of that. But I think of I think Becky's more of a game-changing impact. Um, okay, so I think I'm also going to go with Becky. And this is really fucking hard because <laughs> I love them both so much. 
Um, Daniel Bryan is they are both future Hall of Famers, no question. Daniel Bryan is Bryan is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But I feel overall Becky has had more special moments than Daniel Bryan has long to like even in the last year alone, look at her, her bloody fucking nose at the the SmackDown and bloody, bloody Becky. We have Becky two belts. We have Be- the Becky transitioning from the man to the mom. Like Becky has all these special, unique moments that these are accolades that Daniel Bryan can't ever, you know, achieve. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say Daniel Bryan did sabotage a segment. Uh, when they tried to unify the belts and they were in Seattle and they're in his hometown and they sabotaged that segment, which is huge to the to the drawing power of Daniel Bryan. And you can also argue that Daniel Bryan and his star power literally impacted the the outcome of WrestleMania. But you also have to add in the fact that CM Punk quit on WWE before it as well, which also tied WWE's hands. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch can't say... Well, Becky Lynch can also argue that she changed the outcome of a, of a WrestleMania by including herself in the main event, so it's 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 either way you look at it, um, but still I I think Becky's the Becky impacts are bigger than than Brian Daniels. Well, guess who's so we'll guess who's is, using their is this veto? veto? It's Daniel Bryan. Knew it. It'll be. I'll just wait okay. for you guys to finish talking. <laughs> okay, fine. So. so Daniel Bryan is in via Will's veto. Kate, you're the only one with veto power left. Yeah. Okay. She's Let's waiting see. for Jeff Hardy. Here we. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, number five seed, good old Jr. Jim Ross versus number twelve seed Christian. Christian. <laughs> it's funny. Are you saying that with a straight face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say what Randy Orton did to him was outstanding. The fact that he was just talking yeah. to him for five minutes after off mic so the camera could pick it up. Woo, that gives Christian some stock, but it's JR. Have you had his barbecue sauce? It's amazing. His barbecue sauce is really good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. I've had it. Christian, I will say Christian doesn't give his doesn't get his just due uh, for, for being good. In the ring, I think Christian. Uh, but he, Christian, also suffers from. Christian also suffers from. Edge was better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, and Jr. is the voice. The voice of the attitude. Era. The voice of all. Yeah, of us. I go. Come on now, Jr. Yeah, at a time, the greatest announcer in all of sports was Jim Ross. Oh yeah, definitely. No, at a time, not anymore. But he's still, still very good. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Jr. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, number four seed, Randy Macho Man Savage, which is number 12 seed, Booker T, Mr. Five Time. It wasn't Randy Savage. It would be a also, good conversation. Yeah. I mean, also talk about a giant individual. Like, Booker T's huge. Oh, his hands are the size of, like, my pelvis. Yeah, his <laughs> huge. His hands are unbelievable. <laughs> he can pick me up by my hip with one hand. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah it, it's the it's the it's a lore of randy savage uh is greater than than booker t's you know booker t was a great entertainer randy savage did slim jim yeah randy savage is everything 
Yeah. Yeah. Randy Savage also suffered from being in the gimmick too much. Live the gimmick, man. Come (laughs) on, now. But but Randy Savage is a good example of why I was saying in part one, living the gimmick is not always the greatest idea. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Have you ever seen the first episode of Dark's have you ever seen the first episode of Dark Side of the Ring? It was a real issue between him and Miss Elizabeth. Like that wasn't just on screen. Yeah, you want to talk about that abuse. Was, yeah. That was that was a very real thing. Uh so moving along after Savage, uh the number six seed CM Punk versus the number eleven seed Razor Ramon. Wow. So we're pretty much we're yeah. pretty much basing one year of CM Punk versus the whole career of Razor. Uh, hate you're gonna hate you're gonna I mean, hate me, R- but I'm gonna go with Razor Ramon. I love CM okay. Punk. ROH CM Punk ROH Punk was really good as well. Yeah. And Straight Society Punk was also really good. But Razor Yeah. You know with one promo he changed wrestling. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Hurry up. Counter argument there. CM Punk did a pipe bomb yeah, that changed wrestling, too. I, was just, I should have known. Yeah. I have known was coming. <laughs> you know, uh, Baze Ramon did have a better catchphrase, which was literally like AO <laughs> and and quick, quick survey. <laughs> was Another one for the bad phrases. guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's. I, you know what it is? The, the CM Punk was great because he was. He was the snarky wrestling fans' um, hope. Oh, uh, yeah. He, wa- he, was, he was hope, that's for sure. Yeah, he was a snarky wrestling fan's hope for change to everything they wanted. He was the he was the keyboard warriors um top guy. However, CM Punk also suffered from being the keyboard warrior himself in uh in, in looking at it and he quit on wrestling when he had a lot more left because he had differences, which is fine. Um Austin had differences too and he left for a while, but Austin came back. Austin also wasn't fired as well. Um, but but Austin came back and reconciled, and CM Punk came back on Fox um, and wasn't under contract with WWE. But it, it's one of those things where CM Punk suffers from, could he have been greater than what he than what he displayed? Like, we got a glimpse of Punk. We got all of Razor, all the good and the bad. And Razor's character also just... just uh, passes the time test a lot yeah. more. CM Punk will be forgotten. Bullshit. Razor, Razor Ramon will not. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree. After a while, CM Punk is just going to be one of those things. Kate, I'm mad at both of do you. Do you want to? Do you? Do you have? You have? You're the last one with a veto power left for this round. Fine. Do you want to use it? Fuck now? you both. CM Punk goes on. That's fine. I just, I I, That's I agree with you. I just want you to use your veto to use it. <laughs> I, I wanted to like be fair and not use a veto, but like I 
And my personal brand will not accept CM Punk le- getting eliminated in the first round. That is inauthentic to who I am on this show. <laughs> it's not fucking happening. Bye. Okay. Fair enough, Next. Fair enough so, my friend. Fair enough. Yo, bye. All right, so all all the vetoes are gone. It is it is up. To, it's going to be simple majority from here on out. Just remember that. How many more we got left? All right. Three more. Three more <laughs> matchups. The, the, oh, are you sure? But number three seed China <laughs> versus the number 14 seed Sh- sensational Sherry Martel. China's a three seed? Damn, good for her. It's my yeah, bracket. China. <laughs> yeah, China. But it's hard. Mm-hmm. Nah, this is easy. It's China. Well, China was that force. Um, Sherry, Sherry also is a very Pat Patterson-like character. Sherry had a very good mind and also was a damn good in-ring, um, in-ring ca- or on on TV character. Yeah, the voice too, the shrill of her voice was terrifying. <laughs> she also did sexy Kurt. Yeah, she did, and then, the, then she got like super kicked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like that—that's amazing. That like—that's total dedication to the, to the to the uh, to the sport and the art form of wrestling. Uh, and but like I said, Sherry's was a was a much more and a and a very underrated mind of wrestling, especially from the manager perspective. And I think she was one of the first ever, besides like Mula and stuff. Although Mula was more in the ring, she was a very aggressive manager style. Like aggressive heel female manager, a la what Selena Vega has been doing, but Sherry is just more just out there, and she managed tons of people too. If you look at Sherry Martel, yeah. Sherry is who the number one influence they wanted me to build a Harley Grace off of. Makes sense. They wanted me to watch a lot of Sherry, and then we also like dug into some like Army of Darkness kind of shit. Yeah. But China was the first ever women to win the Intercontinental Championship. Yes, and it hasn't been and it hasn't been replicated. China is, and she was also China changed how ahead. the fe- how females are looked at in wrestling. Like she was the heavy in a faction. Mm-hmm. She was a no nonsense heavy in a faction. Yeah, she I always wanted to be her. That, I, I always wanted, wanted to be her growing her up. Triple H dated. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, like, if you look at the people that Triple H dated, like, he went from China to Stephanie, like, they couldn't be more different. Not at all. Ah, and everything. But I I think it is China. So, moving along, here we go. This might have where you want to, where you might want to save your veto for, but we will see. The number seven seed, Jeff Hardy, versus the number ten seed, Matt Hardy. Ooh, fuck me. <laughs> Kate, I picked Je- Jeff. Obviously. Why? Um, I think Jeff's stories. I think Jeff's redemption story is one of like the most inspiring things in wrestling. I mean, look at how much of a shit show Victory Road is, and look at where he's come. I think he's one of the he's one of the greatest wrestlers. Ever. And Matt's great too, but I think Jeff's a better wrestler. Mm. I think Jeff's the bigger star. Yeah, that too. And to me, that's what it really comes Jeff's down to. Jeff's the bigger star. Jeff's the bigger star. Matt's the better, I think, overall. But Jeff has more of those moments. 
And I will say, Matt Hardy also equally had issues with addiction stuff because it runs in their family, mm-hmm. um, as it's very clearly noted. But Matt was able, Matt has continually been able to not not be that as part of who he is as a performer. Where Jeff is the alcoholic that's a really good performer, Matt Hardy stands alone as Matt Hardy. Yeah, you don't think of Matt's um, addiction issues when you think of Matt Hardy, but Jeff, yeah, it's easier to think of his addiction issues and think of Victory Road and count that against him, but I think that's more of an argument to advocate for him. He could have fallen off, fallen and not gotten back up so many times and he gets up every fucking time see what you will about Jeff Hardy he comes through every time well uh, just just I just want to you know see what you th- what are your feelings on the current Jeff Hardy storyline in WWE um so this week was the first week I wasn't totally mad about it overall I don't enjoy as an somebody that's been in recovery for a couple years now I don't really enjoy all of the usage of his addiction as a storyline, I think it bothers me as a person personally. But if he's like, if he has final say on this, like, I think he's doing a really good job of handling it. And there are lines that he himself are not crossing, which I appreciate. The piss thing was dumb, though. I thought the piss oh, thing I was great. <laughs> I also have a, I also have a really bad pissed, sense of humor because I watched the Paul show and pissed on. <laughs> I hated it. I rolled my eyes so hard. I'm like, fuck me. I can't. They censored him saying piss too because it was on Fox. I was like, that's really funny. Um, And I also thought of Dave Chappelle's piss on you segment with R. Kelly. It's like, that's where my mind totally shot to. And I was like, this is hysterical. Um, I also have a the hu- I, I also have the humor of like a four year old. I yeah. want to believe uh, it's going gonna... somewhere better than it is right now. I'm trying to be more open minded. I personally don't like it, but I'm trying to not write it off. And in in a in a pro part about this, I think that Jeff has a lot of creative control, especially when you look at what Jeff is saying about his thing. It's like what the right now, if we're sideburning real quick, right now, how Jeff is portraying this is I is going to do wonders for people who also struggle with addiction because he's accepting yes this is who I am this is a part of me but I'm not going to let this define me which is something that's Type very that's what I'm important getting from for at for addicts to understand because a lot of people stay even after they get sober stay in that mentality that they're just an addict so like if they they almost gives themselves the allowance to slip up like oh I'm just a fuck I'm a fuck yeah. up I'm an addict I'm this and that so if I do anything that's behavior worthy of that I warned you you know mm-hmm so be bad as it may i'm still going mad hardy i'm going jeff so well well i'd say well it's up to you so you're gonna go jeff all right jeff hardy it is oh thank god last but not least the ayatollah of rock and roll at the number two seed y2j chris jericho versus uh the number 15 seed the mayor of knox county kane Ooh. I mean, it is Jericho, but it's a shame that he had to go up against Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kane probably has... The story of Kane is probably one of the best long-term stories that has ever been made in wrestling. Absolutely. Oh, da- yeah. It's, it's brilliantly done. And talk about a guy who's been able to uh, transform his character. Motherfucking Glenn Jacobs. Talk about someone not living the gimmick and knowing the difference. 
He went from Isaac Yankum. He went from a really crappy dental gimmick to being one of the most feared characters in the Attitude Era. Like if you think about if you think about Kane, his character was built and feared, and you never saw him. And when you did see him, he lived up to the hype because he was massive. And there's not a lot of people in wrestling that can do that. Like Kane was like this this something of a lore. And uh, and something that was kind of just talked about, like, did he or did he not exist? And that's kind of the beauty of a story was that you were just saying Kane's alive. Kane's alive. He survived, blah, blah, blah. And you never saw him. And then they kind of went away from it for a very, very long time. And at the time and what you least expected it, he showed up. And you were just like, whoa, what is going on? And that's the cool thing about Kane. Like a lot of wrestlers who come in, they have promo packages and you get you see these highlights and these quick cutscenes. Kane didn't have any of that. Kane was a word of mouth legend, and that's a cool thing. But you just can't be Chris Jericho. The modern day Terry Funk. Yeah. Just keeps reinventing himself, and he gets better and better. He's like a fine wine or fine champagne, if you will. Fine wine is a better. It also has it sounds. Yeah, better I was too. thinking about the uh, the, the bubbly. Ah, uh, yeah. He's a sparkling yeah. wine. He sparkles. <laughs> yes. Because he's bubbly. Yes. So uh, yeah, that that ends the first round. So hopefully by next week we'll go through the second round, which will be a little bit shorter. It will be sixteen set of thirty-two matchups. Uh, I'll be posting the results on on our social media when this comes out. Should should be a good time. So. Let's start to wrap things up here. Uh, I don't want. I want to skip match of the week right now, even though matches and wrestling yeah, are good. I do want to go to. Yeah, I do want to kind of go to King of a Night really quickly. So let's go. Who was the person that had your your best week in wrestling? Kate Murphy. Um, on a serious note, I would like to give the King of the Night to all the brave people that spoke out over the last week. It's really hard to talk mm-hmm. to talk about trauma and abuse, and bravo to you. King of the Night for sure. Yeah, me as well. Ditto. Okay. Okay. Uh, my King of the Night is going to go to, because uh, it's something that really impacted me, I guess, a lot, especially at my age right now in my life. Uh, it's going to go to Taker. I watched part five of a documentary, and and I realized something that uh, Taker, who had been in the business for so long, Taker is the last of my childhood idols to call it quits. You know, and that that's very impactful to me because Taker was in the business around... Taker's been in the business for as long as I've been alive. And for a lot of people, Taker's that person that you grew up on. Um, and, he, and he's a part of that kind of childhood innocence. And then when your childhood idols finally call it quits, those are big moments. Like, for instance, I'll kick it over to you, Will. Will, do you remember Derek Jeter's last game? Of course. Last of that was a home run. Well, no, his last bat at Yankee Stadium yeah. was a home run. But his la- his last yeah. game in Fenway, um, they like, like mm-hmm. he had he had one at bat, and then they took him out like the next inning. And yeah. That was it. But do you you remember those moments in time? Never forget it. Yeah, like when I think of Derek Jeter's last game, I think of uh, he he inside out of the pitch, and got the winning run in in the ninth, and they won the game. 
you know um but those are moments that stand in time and also the moment when you feel like you lost your innocence and i can say at this at this point in time now that taker is pretty much retired i am no longer a child anymore i don't have that excuse all of my idols are gone and that that's a big thing uh, for for a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) trust me i've grown up it's really rough out there (laughs) bro same yeah dude Uh, that shit's not easy yeah yeah so be bad as a mate obviously thank you take it for all of your contributions that documentary and especially part five i will argue is the best thing wwe has ever done oh ever for sure mm-hmm. it's it's that good so if you do get a chance to take it out it really puts a good it puts a good bow on the undertaker story and it's it's any wrestling fan ever casual or not needs to watch the documentary because it is it's fantastic so be bad as a mate folks Thank you guys for joining with us. Thank you for being a part of this. Uh, both parts are, are speaking out discussion as well as this Mount Rushmore, which is probably going to get even more heated as we go along. Uh, I've been King Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z Ambassador Biggs, Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast across all social media. Like, share, subscribe, listen to us. Tell your friends about us. Buy some of our merch uh, at Wrestle Addict Radio, Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Kate Murphy, thank you for being a part of this conversation, obviously, and giving us some very valuable insight as well. Thank you all for listening to my insight. It's um, it's very uh, difficult to talk about a lot of stuff like this in a very male-dominated environment so thank you both for listening and being so understanding and open to a different viewpoint other than your own mm. and i hope you guys learned something today yeah kate i told you i told you this yesterday oh. in our group chat I, I love i love the way you view all of this it's very well rounded it's very well educated it's very well thought out and it's very understanding um which is the thank most you. Im- i appreciate that which is which is the most important thing in discourse you know i try to do that i try and be open-minded uh, sometimes I'm pretty good at it. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm not so good at expressing my viewpoint in the proper way. And sometimes I kind of have to take back and walk back on what I say. But, you know, part one was a very important conversation to have. And I'm glad we had it. And, you know, that's that is how things get solved as well. It's not just getting mad on social media. It's not just being a virtue signaling ridiculous moron. Um, it's about long form actual conversations with real people and if someone can take that conversation we had and get something from it then we make the world a better place one step at a time T's and Thomas A-R-A S-H-U-K <laughs> yes folks so when we get back next week we're obviously going to continue the Mount Rushmore bracket and hopefully something else in the world doesn't come crashing down because if not we're going to have to do another two part episode but we'll we'll cross that bridge uh, if we have to approach it but until then folks this has been Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 201 hashtag speaking out goodbye good night and the number 17 seed fuck you <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs>